0: be open to experience, be willing to try new things, don't have a rigid plan, uh, accept random acts of hospitality without judgment or fear. Don't be afraid to wander. Don't be afraid to eat a bad meal. You know, if you don't risk the bad meal, you'll never get the magical one. But I think most important, you know, be humble, be grateful.
1: Many times I do these, I never know how to start them. Um, but welcome back to Napalm Nanny in the Shack. I am your host, the one, the only Napalm Nanny. And for this week's Napalm and Friends, we are lucky to have Jeff Letty from Mujeres Brew House. Um, Hi. When you sent me over your responses to the interview questions that I had for you, it's so funny. I had a song, La Sacruglia, A M M, and Enamoró. playing in the background and I was reading your responses, and I'm not going to lie, I kind of fell in love with you. It's like your responses were so, <laughs> they were so thoughtful, they were so in-depth, and it was just like enlightening. I. It, it Thank you. Really, like, uh, but you gave me a little intro before you answered them. And what I really appreciated is you brought up Nina Simone, and you kind of drew parallels yeah. between her and yourself. So I don't know if you want to elaborate more on that.
2: It was really more, I was gardening. Like, I love a garden. I, I Somehow became a crazy like succulent plant lady during the whole quarantine uh, time and friends just keep giving me more and more succulents and then I'll see some and I'll be like oh rescue this little aloe vera or this little you know whatever. And I listened to a lot of music and I listened to a lot of records and that day I felt really like Nina was just calling. I listen to her a lot when I'm like, having like, troubles and tribulations and I always think to myself, not troubles or tribulations, it's an inconvenience that I need to figure out compared to what it is this woman sings. I do sometimes feel that her music resonates as a female in a male-dominated industry, especially as a Mexican woman. So I kind of do listen to a lot of her music in the kitchen, especially when I'm cooking. I can feel her magic in there.
1: So then that kind of leads me to the next question where I feel like with music and with food, there has to be melodies of sound and flavors. And what I think is interesting, I have yet to try your food, but one day I will. I need to fly out <laughs> to you and I need to have a couple of tacos and some of Yeah, coffee. yeah, I'll, I'll make it all for you. <laughs> um, But in regards to these melodies of flavors and how they kind of play on one another, you always emphasize the ingredient of love. And I was wondering why that is. You always, always list it on your ingredient list. It's always like epazote, masa, and you kind of go off, but you always include love in there. Love, food, food, food is life. Food is life,
2: food, we need food to survive. The one central thing, we, like water is number one, food is number two, three is love. You know, there's a lot of people that don't get it, don't have it, don't understand it, don't know how to give, don't know how to receive. Don't use the word, um, but food, it gives this little comfortness when it hits the spot, right? When you're craving that pozole from like, grandmother, the last time you had it was three years ago, you somehow go to a taco shop. There's pozole on the menu, and it hits you all of a sudden, just like abuelita. And you feel that love again, you know? That one, one thing that just really fills the soul. And food is a love language.
3: poder existir para mover la tierra a los hombres y sobrevivir para curar mi corazón a la mente dejarla fluir para el espíritu elevar y dejarlo llegar al fin yo no nada Y perseguir la felicidad, que es un derecho de que no le quiten a los pobres lo que tanto les costó construir para que el oro robado no aplaste nuestro porvenir y a los que tienen de sobra no les cueste tanto repartir voy a elevar Que reclamo libertad de pensamiento Si no la pido es porque estoy muriendo Es un derecho de nacimiento Mira los frutos que dejan los sueños En una sola voz y un sentimiento Y que ese grito limpie nuestro viento es un
2: It's giving and receiving. We as humans do so much socializing and so much everything around fire and food that if you're not giving love while you're giving life, then what are you really giving? Then you're not giving life at
1: all. Damn. No, <laughs> hey, that's, no, it's true. Um, because I know for me personally, when you said pozole, for me, that's one of my major comfort foods. It's something that my mom would always make, especially during uh, winter time, where these huge ollas and she that would just like last us for the entire week. And I would never get sick of it. And there was just always something about it. Like seeing my mom, you know, chop up the meat, the granos. It, I don't know, like for me, the, whenever she would make it, it would, her hands would always stand out first and foremost like how she would serve it and how she would like cut up the, the oil, with the tomatoes, the onions. Mm-hmm. Like you said, it is a love language. It's. I come from a household where we weren't very affectionate, or we didn't know how to express it, but my mom was able to express it through food.
2: I was a chunky kid. I think it's it's almost like a Hispanic, Latino, Mexican household where affection isn't shown. My mom is to, in better terms to put it, being sick she's dry with her emotions. It takes her a lot to show happiness, I guess, or proud moments. I just had one recently where she came to the brew house and I fed her, you know, all this food. And without saying anything, the look on her face and the way she like kind of blew a kiss to tell me I'm leaving. I could see, I saw it in her face. I was like, oh, I just had one of those moments where my mom just told me she was proud but didn't say it, and my mom. Mom, like, she showed her love in things like her tamales, her chiles rellenos, her enchiladas. When she would make them on my birthday, that was, and to this day, that's still my favorite food is enchiladas. And not just any, but these ones that she would make with uh, like queso cotija and white onion and just potato, and just mix it in and that was it. And I think that's almost like a traditional type of enchilada from Guanajuato, you know, a lot of a lot of friends that are from down there have told me that, you know, they've they've had the same it's a regional in Guanajuato, um, these enchiladas, but those are my favorite. So it wasn't until I was like maybe twenty seven that twenty eight that I stopped going over to my mom's house for my birthday. And I miss the, I mean, she doesn't cook anymore um, as much as she like used to. My sisters have taken over that. I do it for the community and they do it for the family.
1: So then that brings me to the next question that I sent you where you call yourself a bruja of the kitchen and you mentioned generational. So as far as dishes being generational and then spirituality also being generational. I I
2: want to say with little, More so lately, in the past years, I've gotten, I think I mentioned that I had like a spiritual awakening. there was something in me, maybe that I felt I felt lost years ago. Very lost. I was doing the, the same routine. I was I, but I didn't like my job anymore. But I was cooking. But I didn't like the, the place where I was at. And I think I've felt lost until maybe recently. But I basically, you know, went out to nature, tried to ground myself and in my way said a prayer of fucking hell and help. What do I do? Where am I going? If I keep this lifestyle, I'll probably end up dead or unhappy or like the worst you know drinking drugs 17 hours a day repeat for whatever long i've been doing it for work hard play hard that whole that whole motto has been into Teru and I guess different things. Because um, in my family, we kind of already had that. You know, we all went to cundaderos because we needed a limpia, porque alguien los puso mandeojo. Mal um, the chickens we raised worked for eating, um, things like that. And it wasn't just things I saw with my mom or my tías, but also my grandmother's. My grandmother was, I was told back in the day that she practiced a lot of like black magic. How much of it is true, I don't know, but It was, a lot of it was stories that we would hear about our family. In my family right now, there's my uncles and aunts, including my mom, there's 10. I believe four of them are santeros, my mom included. When I was younger, she used to tell me that the things that I was into, the things I would hear, the things see, was just a figment of my imagination because I'm watching a lot of witch movies. I don't know if that was her way to protect me, but she did not buy me my first tarot. I guess the spirituality, of the cooking was not even not even talking about me yet but like with my mom was Sunday mornings or Saturday mornings, music on, she would pray, she would candle, she'd go to church, whatever, handle her garden, mend it, and then cook us breakfast and go on and it became an almost Sunday thing, you know? Go to church, go pick up some beans, some buchas, some whatever it is that we're getting carnitas from Porkyland down on what is now actually Salud and go back home and have a feast with the family.
4: Woman the legs are warm and And you looked into and- taking you know
2: I had my spiritual awakening. It also heightened my food and kind of opened up a relationship that I had with ingredients. It's what people now call plant uh, medicine, plant magic. Um, Knowing the healing aspects of, of the plants that I'm constantly using, the herbs, the spices, the fungus, mushrooms, the meat itself and adding that in like being that careful with the resources that I use and my ingredients and basically create almost brewing a pot you know I have a giant only oh, yeah, have that, that I add all my ingredients to when I'm making my mole, and feel a spirit that comes out of it.
1: I think that's absolutely beautiful. And then I kind of want to bring up when in your responses, you mentioned that what you personally enjoy is your cooking, whoever comes into your kitchen, you'll welcome them, you'll sit them down and then you guys will talk. So with whatever ailments they came in with, you remedy it with your food.
2: It wasn't something that I, went to do like every Monday. Like I always had Monday dinners, that was my thing. Monday dinners, you can come over for steak, wine, whatever, whatever I was cooking. Um, I was making a lot of money, so a lot of people would come in and I, they'd be like, you need help cooking? I'd be like, no, dude, sit down, let's talk about life and you know, what's up? I was going and stuff, you know, like catching up with people I haven't seen and we would be be talking and the music would be going. Sometimes I would have them DJ and, you know, I have about a thousand records, so go through the records. And I kind of almost judge people that way when they come to my house, especially after a bar. If I just met you, I would say pick up your five albums out of this area and I'm gonna judge you based on the what you pick, you know. And there is no bad albums; they were all my favorite. That's why I own them. But I kind of gauge the person. So if you start off with like Judas Priest and then go to Frank Sinatra and then Iggy Pop and then something random, I'd be like, "All right, there's a little anger going in there, but we'll we'll see anger and issues, you know, and whatever." But we would just kind of like play the music, and I would just hear these people really talk about things that bother them. It was almost like they needed someone just to listen because I would so be focused in the food that as I try to respond, I was more like, well, here, try this and here, you know, whatever. And they would leave, they'd be happy, full belly, soul fulfilled and heard and seen, which is what a lot of us crave is to be heard and seen. And I, like I said, I, it wasn't like I planned it for this to always happen, it just kind of almost fell into that all the time.
1: I think you just exude this aura of comfort. And like you said, it's like love. And I think because you put so much emphasis on that, you just radiate it. And the way that you were just so welcoming, at least uh, in my experience, with my personal experience with you, you know, we have yet to meet in person, but you give me such comfort where I'm like, oh yeah, like, I feel like I've known you for years. Just immediately offered, it's like, let me cook for you. And I was like, oh, <laughs>
2: like, oh my God. And you know, and I, I don't always offer, but when I do, it's because I feel the connection is there. Because I feel maybe in a past life we were homies. I don't know. (laughs) Or almost like, a calling. I and this happened recently with a friend where I was supposed to go out on a date and I canceled on the guy because the day before a friend of mine posted something on her Insta story that almost felt like a cry for I don't want to say help but a cry. There was I felt her calling my name and she sends me a message and she's like, will you teach me how to make tortillas, Adina? I said, sure. Cancel the date. I want to spend day with with her? What else do you want to make? Because I'm not just gonna to make tortillas, Adina we're going to make something else. We ended making esquite with the huila coche, aioli, and queso fresco, and no pan salad, and trocitos de, de puerco and salsa verde, or salsa roja con um, rajas, and then the tortillas. Having this entire day where her and I were just cooking, and I was showing her small little, like, knife skills, and she realized she was telling me, like, thanks, man, like, I needed that. Also, it was her boyfriend who asked me to DJ at the balls. So I, it was almost like serendipitous. But that that's kind of like when I, whenever anybody asks me to cook with them or whatever, I, I feel like, yes. I'll, I, I want to do that feeling of, like you said, comfort, motherly comfort, nourishing. I'm a Virgo, I'm like motherly in ways. Um, I'm also a Scorpio, so I'm like a fucking <laughs> bitch sometimes. It's sad girl because of my Cancer Moon, but um, yeah, it's uh, that nurturing side really comes out. And I'm just like, come, come here. Let's cook together.
1: It definitely radiates. And I will be putting your Instagram in the description of this episode because besides being this amazing chef, you do post your food and it is... Just, I mean, one, it's beautiful to look at. I, I think more people should see it, and I'm really excited for everything that's going to come up for you. Uh, before I started recording, you mentioned that you had a couple of, I guess, like events coming up, pop-ups. Uh, you mentioned one of Tamales. To- yeah,
2: so me and this uh, girl named Ruth that works at is with me, she's one of the beer tenders. By the way, when I moved into that location and started working there, I've never felt more at home and welcome, not only with the work and the people and the environment there. It's a very like-minded community. It's everything I stand for and represent is same as them. The previous place I was with, um, won't say their name, but like I never felt welcome and I never felt okay there. I always felt like we didn't see eye to eye when it came to the same things we represented and our morals that I just had to leave. But going there, fucking so welcome. Like I said, not only in the brewery, but the, the community, the community is accepted me back. It feels great. So her, she was saying how she's been following me on Instagram for a while. And it's, she's been wanting to like, it's really cool that I'm, I'm over there working and they couldn't be happier. And so I think last couple of weeks ago, maybe a month ago, I mentioned, cause I haven't been there that long. We're at two months right now. I mentioned we should do a collaboration between Tamales la Golobrina and my old like pop-up called Hija del Maíz, which someone has actually taken the name LLC'd it and just ran with uh, the alkylates that are already out there for my previous pop-up, which is totally cool, it's all right. People are slowly starting to get to know that 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 wasn't it. Um, We're not the same, same people. We're doing a tamalada at the end of uh, July for Christmas in July. We're making four different kinds of tamales. One vegan, uh, one cheese, vegetarian, pork, and a beef.
1: I, what I appreciate about you and you also put this huge emphasis on community. Food and community definitely goes hand in hand. So that I am super excited for that event to kind of see it being launched and succeeding. I,
2: I'm doing this new, new sweet tamanzas i don't know how it's gonna come out but i'm very excited so it's a prickly pear and sweet corn nopal taman. that's our vegan one so the prickly pear. so we're getting our masa from galaxy taco she doesn't know i should probably call her soon because uh, we're gonna need it's a pound per uh, dozen, like while I was during quarantine, that's how I was making a living. I was your modern day tamalera, taquera and molera. Like I was doing all these things to survive and I, I did well. Thank you community for supporting always. Um, but I, I was able to do large scale things and then be able to draw it back. So if I only wanna make a dozen tamales, I actually have a recipe in hand. I mean, not written down in my head through measurements in my hand. I know that I will need at least one pound of masa to make a dozen tamales. So we're we're thinking we're making um, 120 dozen total because we wanna do, we're gonna do pre-sale and we have a specific amount that we're gonna do for pre-sale, which is 20 dozen of each. And then we're gonna be hopefully at Walk the Block on Logan, I'm not sure where they're gonna pop us up. Up, but we're gonna sell like 10 dozen fresh, like warm for people out there. But so that the taman that I'm excited for is this sweet one. Um, so I'm gonna get a atún and we're going to liquefy it and pass it through so there's like no chunks and add that into the masa and give it this like sweetness and a little bit of like anise, a little bit of um, cinnamon into it so it has this light spice to the flavor, and then I'm gonna get nopal and sweet corn, white corn, and then just cook it down and caramelize it with and then I'll be in the middle. So I like doing kind of non-traditional, traditional. Commas. I usually use this is the one my mom taught me when I was 15.
1: So, I mean, all the more reason to follow Bullet Mech on Instagram to kind of get a look on these amazing dishes. I mean, I know I will, I'll be sharing it on my page. For the pre-sales, is it only DMing you directly or is there a page? No, we're gonna do a direct.
2: Um, I'm gonna try to get like, an order form kind of style. Um, I have a square account, I don't know if she does, so we could also go that route as well. That way I could at least put quantities so when it sells out, it sells out. Because I've made the mistake of not actually putting quantities so it could like sell out, and there was one week where I ended up making like 200 dozen tamales by myself.
1: Oof, tamales are not easy to make. They are labor-intensive. Yeah,
2: I mean, it takes me hours to make just 20 dozen. So yeah. it's, it's a full time and then letting them cook. So but yeah, so that's one of them. That's one one of our pop-ups. And then Leah's Lumpia's is doing on the 26th, which is I think next Monday, grand opening at Mujeres Brewhouse. And so uh, Chef Spencer, who was on... The amazing food truck run—I think that's the name of the <laughs> of the show on Food Network. Could be wrong. But he's doing him and I are collaborating with a street corn lumpia. So it'll be our corn with our street corn, um, grilled corn with mozzarella in the middle, and then our welecoche like aioli, our pepita, um, pepitas on top, and piqui.
4: You can just get your mind together Then come on across to me We'll hold hands and then we'll watch the sunrise
0: From the bottom of the sea
1: You have all of these amazing collaborations and pop-ups coming up. What else do you predict is coming in your future? Or where would you like your future to go?
2: Right now, I'm very much in my present than my future because I want, like I said, I've only been at Mujeres for like two months. And it's great to see how much I've seen how much it's grown since I've been there. Specifically with the, I've been told that since I've been there we've double, tripled the food sales. We're, you know, four, five, six dollar, you know, tacos, we're we're killing it. You know, foods consistent, made the same whether I'm there or not. So I want to focus the rest of this year solely on mujeres, but my dream, my hopes and all, I think my calling of what I want to do is really start a community garden, Back in Barrio Logan, there's a couple, but the school, I know Burbank has one, but I don't see that it's ever mended. Like no one takes care of it. So I wanna start a community garden and almost emphasize on indigenous food, the Kumiai land. Be able to talk to a lot of these nonprofits like the POC Fungus Community, which I love getting this a lot of my elixirs from there. And all these different community members of how to make this happen so we could, you know, have a place for kids to come after school. That's always been a dream of mine in that community. Ten years ago, I wanted it, and I still want it now. And I want to teach people about food and plant medicine and how to eat natural stuff. No GMO, no poison. Like, my menu is... 50% 50% vegan and 50% not. And the vegan stuff is no so Well, there's like I have to make crema with tofu and vegan uh, aioli. But other than that, I'm using jackfruit instead of tempeh. I'm not using any soy-based product. Anything that hasn't been processed or that's been overly processed, where we don't have the nutrients. Again, that goes back with with the putting the love in the food is making sure that we're not putting poison in in people's food. You know i want to make sure that i stand behind everything i i serve and i'm willing to eat it myself and so i want to be able to educate the future about the best way to eat and the best way to become sustainable on their own with making a garden in their backyard and being able to grow basil on their porch or herbs on their window you know like little things this is just life skills skills that we should have been teaching kids over and over and over since, you know, humans existed. But now we don't, because they don't teach that in school, so they don't teach nutritional value.
1: I, well, I know you say that you want to live more in the present, but I know I personally, if you don't mind me saying, I see a lot of big things happening for you. You know, and just in the span that we've just been chatting, I see all these collaborations that you're doing and all these great things that you're putting together, this community that's, I don't want, I don't know if I want to say like you're building, but you're giving building blocks for the community. So I'm really excited about what your future is going to hold and everything that you're going to do. Once again, I will be adding your Instagram to the description of this episode. So whoever's listening, please check it out. You will not regret it. Thank you so much for giving me some of your, some of your time. I know you're a super busy person. Uh,
2: uh, I'm now the pleasure, like literally, this is really cool. Like. The honor is, yeah, thank you for having me on the show. I always have like, I'm always stoked when people ask me to do this, because I like, I speak from the heart and I speak my truth. And so sometimes I'm just like, I don't, people actually want to hear this shit. <laughs> like, why is it you I mean,
1: I'm not gonna lie, it's mostly like me being selfish where I'm like, I kinda wanna pry, like, I wanna know more. <laughs> I mean, I,
2: I have time. Go for it. Keep asking.
1: <laughs> I will, I would like you to have on, uh, not have on. I would like you to come back on for another episode. You did mention in your responses that you would save that for another episode. So I'm going to take you up on that. So whenever yeah. you have time, whenever I
2: you want to. I'm like, that's another episode and that's another episode.
1: <laughs> so whenever, whenever you feel like coming back on, you're more than welcome to. Awesome.
2: Yeah, that would be cool.